Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. It's Halloween! <laughs> Are you a big Halloween person? Like, no, not. Do you get really into it? Not really. I, I have, like, a really hard time with, like, any kind of seasonal spirit, to be honest. Like, or, or like, like, school spirit. I always skipped our pep rallies and stuff. I was like, this is so lame. So, like, like, I, I don't know. I, I will carve a pumpkin some years, and some years I don't feel like it. And, like, I have, like, a few Halloween decorations out, but, like, not not much, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't go crazy. So, actually, here's a short story. My wife has been complaining about this for, like, the last two weeks. But, so, we live in a relatively young neighborhood, so you'd expect that there's, like, a ton of children, right? Yeah. But what our neighborhood does is, in fact, there is a, uh, the more, like, affluent side of Auburn Bay where I live has like all the houses are just like hey like we're gonna have a block party for all the kids or whatever so like you can just like they can come and it's like a fun little shindig and it's very cool and it's very nice of them but the downside Mm -hmm. is like you don't get any kids and like they all go to that one spot so oh yeah it's I was this year I was just kind of like whatever yeah and I went like you know we were talking I went to a party last night like I I actually, I think I literally wore this hoodie. I rolled out of bed and my eyes hurt and I put on this hoodie again. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I dressed up as a dude in a hoodie last night. What about you? I'm dude in the hoodie. Um, I also am not like a huge Halloween person. My sister's more into it. She gets the decorations. She gets a new costume every year. 
Um, this year I cheated. I have those like elf ears that I wear at the marathon. So I just, I like doing makeup. So I did my makeup all like sparkly and right. whimsical. And then I put on the elf ears and said I was an urban fairy, urban fantasy fairy, meaning a modern day fairy. So I didn't have to like get all dressed up. I just did my makeup. And so it worked out and it was fun. But like, aside from that, I usually don't try. I'll put maybe like a headband on or something and say I'm an right. animal or whatever. Like, I just don't try because... I don't, I don't know. It's not that it's not fun. It's just that I don't, that's not where my energy goes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like, I feel kind of lame like that. I'm not that into it, but a little bit. Cause I see, I see pictures of all my friends. They are like cool costumes and stuff like that. But yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Do I want to like spend a hundred bucks on like a costume or like go spend a bunch of my time, like thrift shopping to try and piece together something like not really. Yeah. You know, I have to go back to Best Buy today, and that's already annoying enough, so, like... Yeah, right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact that you just told us that Best Buy story, I think it was either last week or the week before, and then you went there to get the webcam. <laughs> well, I went there because they gave me a gift card to apologize oh, for that's their right. malfeasance. That's However, right, that's right. they have doubled down on their malfeasance by selling me a <laughs> junk webcam. Anyways, we don't need to get into that. It's Halloween, oh, and uh, we are here to... Actually... We are like shamelessly ripping off uh, an idea. This is this is probably the most blatant like rip off uh, that we've done in a long time, a long time. Probably since the last time. time we ripped off the tier four zeros. But hey, I you just, know. <laughs> let's just shout out Corey Gu and and yeah. uh, Nico for allowing us to just rip off their content. Godspeed, boys, because uh, we we had nothing this hard. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had nothing, but then I was watching their their ranking of the ghosts of the Legend of Zelda series. And I was like, that might be a fine <laughs> Zelda cast episode right there. So, Especially uh, when it comes out on Halloween. Yeah. And so not only that, but uh, so Corey was good enough to give us the template and tell us who the heck some of these ghosts are. Because well, I think we, <laughs> we knew about like 90%, but then there was yeah. a few that were a mystery. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, before we get there... Zelda and Chill 3. Yes. On Friday. What do you think? I love it. At first, like I heard it the first time and I was like, "I'm oh, okay, this is this is cool, but then I literally listened to it all weekend long. I have a few of those songs stuck in my head. Um, I think it sounds different. Like It, it does. It yeah. has it has a slightly different vibe, but that's cool. I like that. You could tell the difference between the albums. But overall, the song choices are great, and I love it. It's so good. Yeah, you know, I um, I don't know if I could say that I love it as much as the first two, but I think, like, when you have, like, a, you know, like, a, a album series like this, like, you kind of take all, like, your triple A songs, like, that goes into your first album, and then, like, the next one. So, anyways, so I, I can't say I loved it as much, but I think that there are definitely some standouts on, on mm -hmm. this uh album um i think welcome home actually is a, a really nice just so good like, yeah like i, I actually i love Charming. that theme it's like one of the most underrated themes in zelda yes mm -hmm. so that was nice i really like uh kokiri forest um hyrule castle 2 it took me a second to piece together hyrule castle 2 you know what i mean like when you're listening to it i was like this doesn't sound like hyrule castle at all and then um let's do it again and let's do it again and then i could kind of hear like the the breath of the wild castle without like the without like the marching drums or whatever like the marching mm -hmm. band drums it was hard for me to make that connection but once i did i was like okay this is pretty sweet mm -hmm. um tears of the kingdom i thought was great 
And yes. um, the Low Rule song was good. And, you know, the story trailer was interesting. Because that... I knew what it was, but it also took me a second to piece together, like... It's, like, I don't know. It was hard for me to, to make that connection. But I would say those are the standouts. There were a few tracks that I didn't vibe with as much on this one. Like Astral Observatory or Talus or Final Hours. Like, I was kind of like, yeah, these are okay. Yeah, I would agree with Final Hours, which is kind of weird because I love that that vibe. It's so somber. But for some reason, I wasn't clicking with that one as much. I really like Talus, except there's like this trippy part in the middle that I don't care for. But um, my standouts are definitely Welcome Home. Um, I love Kokiri Forest. It's very, very calming. Uh, Link's Awakening is actually really good. It takes me back to the, to the I want to say it's like 2018 trailer like drop where they yeah. had the initial music and he's walking down the beach. That's where that song takes me. I think it's great. Tears of the Kingdom is so good. I remember we were asked what we thought of the theme of Tears of the Kingdom a few weeks ago and... I mean, you could recall it, but I literally couldn't. But now yeah. that I've heard this, I'm like, oh, it really does have a theme. And I just wasn't paying attention. And it sounds so good. <laughs> and he, the fact that he made that one probably a lot faster, like, probably within probably, a couple well, months of releasing this, because right? Because it's based, no, it's based on the trailer from 2021. So, Oh, okay. Not, I mean, you know, like, it would take me, like, 10 years to make a, a Zelda lo-fi yeah, track. True. But, you know. <laughs> Same. Um... But yeah, I thought that one was also really good. My, I, I wouldn't say this is my favorite song, but I really like what he did because he announced on his Instagram that this is his final, uh, m- most likely this is his final Zelda and Chill album, and right. he ended it with a credits medley. So I think that's really cool that he put that like as his l- final song in this album. It kind of was a credits to this album series, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely a solid ending um to to the series and you know like uh, there's so many amazing like if you like this kind of music and like clearly al and i do like there's yep. like so many awesome artists like um coffee date is is one that i listen to a lot mm-hmm. who uh who actually did stardew and chill but she also has done a couple other zelda tracks um yep. so that's another good one um on the on the for me on the metroid side there's a samus and chill album by tune in with chewy and we had him on the omega metroid podcast actually and like he's a really cool guy and like he i'm hoping that samus and chill 2 is coming out at some point um but like there is lots of good like other people doing actually one thing that i should mention is so mikel who does zelda and chill his brother jacoby does mm-hmm. nintendo and chill and um my favorite zelda and chill track is actually by jacoby featuring Mikkel, which is the forest temple which i mean it's kind of cheating because that's like my favorite theme or whatever (laughs) but like all the zelda stuff that he does is awesome because there's like the twilight princess like after you beat the boss like entering the twilight realm there's the fairy fountain so like that right there too there's some other really good stuff so yeah i am uh it was uh it was it was a fantastic series and like shout out to to dj cutman and game chops for for kind of stewarding this but this yeah i I feel like this kind of got me into lo-fi uh, uh, you know by and large so and now it's like what i listen to almost all the time mm-hmm. yeah so. same i didn't know what the heck lo-fi was until zelda and chill came out i also really love these albums just because it's something i connect to with my family mm. um my family isn't as into zelda as i am though they're aware of it they like certain parts of it but right. this is something that me and my brothers were all like super into it and they were excited when i told them that we were interviewing michael in the on the show a year or two ago yeah and and then they were really excited when i said hey this is dropping in a week so yeah it was cool to connect again on that on that level yep 
Um, so it was, I, you know what, Al, I put together a nice little and chill Spotify playlist actually mm. that has all the, the Zeldas and the Mario's and the Metroids and stuff like that. So uh, I got, I got some good vibes going on there. Um, okay. Let's talk ghosts. Are you ready? <laughs> let's now go. I'm going to do something special here that I've never done before. As our listeners know, we live stream these shows every week on uh, twitch.tv forward slash the Zelda cast. And right now, if you are watching live, I am going to bring up a our live tier maker right here. It's kind of small because we don't want to cover our faces, you see. But we have we have the tier maker on the screen. And it's there. And we're going to be updating you uh, in real time. So we have a couple different tiers here. None of them really mean anything. You can kind of interpret it to what you want. But so for me, um, so the original gimmick that the uh, the Tier 4 Heroes uh, gentlemen did was they ranked them based on their scariness. Okay. Now I propose, I'm proposing that we just rank them on their kind of overall qualities as a ghost. So that can either be like they're very scary, they're very, they're a nice ghost, they're, you know, like we, we can rank them however we want. And so I've, I've adjusted the tiers to reflect that, Al. So okay. our lowest tier is the Blair Witch level tier, which, I don't know, I'm not a fan of that movie. So, uh, you know, that's why it's on the bottom. Um, right up, right above that is the Friday the 13th level tier, which I actually just watched that the other night. Very good movie, but, you know, it not. I, I wouldn't say it's on the level of some of these other heavy hitters. Um, above that, arguably... Not necessarily pure horror, but we got Stranger Things level. And I wanted to include something that was kind of horror, kind of not. Because there are some ghosts on here that are kind of horrific, kind of not, you know? So we got Stranger Things level. We got Nightmare on Zelda Street level above that. So these are where the real baddies go. But of course, the number one tier, I think only a few ghosts can get to this tier, Al, is the Shining level tier. <laughs> the really so, disturbing ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, are we ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, do you have this tier pulled up, Al? Yes. Well, then why don't you kick us off with a ghost? Okay, let's talk about our good pal Gomez. Gomez, um, okay. Yeah, Gomez is cool. Like, he's, I, I, it's funny that I kind of like him more than the boss of the, of this point in the game. He's in Majora's Mask. He's in the, um... I believe he's in Stone Tower, Tower Temple. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was trying to remember if he was in the castle before him, but he's not. Anyways, he's definitely better than the final boss, which is funny to say. But he's cool. He's basically a shadow ghost made of bats, and there's like a light sphere in his belly that you got to hit. Yeah. And it's kind of, he's actually kind of difficult, if I remember right. Um, he's got a funny name for like a dark, in, like, kind, kind of, of, yeah. He's just, just a Gomez, goes. you know? Yeah, Gomez. But, I mean, I, I always liked him. He's kind of probably, like, average middle tier for me. Yeah, I could agree with that. I could go um, Stranger Things level, I think, on, yeah. on Gomez. You know, the thing about Gomez is I think he's, like, the forgotten ghost. Like, I think if you were to say to Zelda fans, like, hey, do you remember Gomez from Majora's Mask? I don't know that a lot of them would be able to say that they, they do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of them would just be like, huh? Like uh, Stone Tower Temple, isn't that where like the big uh, the big giant fight is or whatever? Like, mm -hmm. so I don't think that a lot of people recognize Gomez, and maybe that hurts him a little bit because he just doesn't stick out for whatever reason. But he does have a cool, you know, he's made of bats, which is pretty cool. It's a it's a pretty neat fight where you got to shoot him with 
I believe you shoot him with a light arrow to uh, to kind of break him up. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I think right in the middle of the pack is where I might put our friend. Yeah, he does his job, which is to be kind of spooky and to kill Link. So, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. Um, okay, well, let's go and talk about how about how about Pumpkinhead, the first boss from the Spirit's Grave Temple in Oracle of Ages. Now, <laughs> this guy, I mean, he is a first boss, okay? So, I mean, like, we're not expecting big things out of him. He's <laughs> he's there after a fairly basic dungeon, and he's a fairly basic boss fight, but he's got a pumpkin on his head, so, like, I feel like those two things kind of weigh against each other, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I, I, I'm not going to put him on the very bottom. I, I would be okay with... Uh, Stranger Things level, but realistically, probably Friday the 13th level is is more fair for this guy. I don't know. I just, like, there's something so classic about this big pumpkin head boss. He's just, like, I don't know. He just, he makes me smile, you know? Yeah, I think he's, like, I remember people talking about him because Ages was the one of the few Zelda games I hadn't played yet and up until then. And I remember <laughs> people talking about him, and I, I was like, this is weird, like... A pumpkin head, okay, whatever. But then when I finally got to him and I was like, oh, yeah, he is a pumpkin head. And he was more, like, kind of goofy than scary or anything. And that might just be, like, you know, the 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 art style yeah. and the, the technology, which is, you know, unfair a little bit. But, like, even if I saw him in a more recent game, I would feel like he'd be more spooky. Th- or not spooky. He'd be more silly than spooky. So I think, yeah, definitely that uh lower level tier Friday right, the so, 13th. so we're we're banishing him to the the friday the 13th tier what's your favorite yeah. horror movie of all time by the way i know that you just told me that you're not a big horror movie person but if you had to pick like one uh, i don't know if i can <laughs> I oh, just come on really you can pick one you, got, you have to have one i like thriller stuff more than i like uh horror dun, stuff dun, dun, dun. that kind of thriller no. <laughs> oh. The more like who done it serial killer kind of thriller. But like I don't know, the only thing I could think of and I don't even like it. I wouldn't even say it's my favorite is I watched Insidious 4 with my mom in theaters and it was awful. But it brought back at the end that guy with the red face who like terrifies me. So, I don't know. I I like I just don't like horror movies. All right. Well, fair enough. I would say so The Shining I think is is my favorite horror movie. I have, like, a hard time with horror movies. I do. And not because, like... Let me rephrase that. I have a hard time with, like, supernatural horror movies because I just think mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of goofy. Yeah, like, I don't know. Ghosts and stuff just don't do it for me at all because I, like... I And I know, like, when you watch a movie, you have to suspend your disbelief. But, like, I'm just watching, like, a, a movie like that and I'm just like, really? Like, this... I don't know. Like, I watch Hereditary, which I know a lot of people love, and I was like, this is so lame. And, uh, which is funny because I think that The Shining is awesome, which has, like, ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with, like, I kind of like, like, Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my favorites just because it's, like, such a cool concept and Freddy's so charismatic. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyways. All right. It's your pick, Al. Who do you got? Oh, okay. Let's do, let's do Boo from Link's Awakening. Um, it's kind of funny because I like that Boo is more like a cameo. <laughs> Well, in I mean, a Zelda it, game. It pretty much is, right? Yeah. 
like basically a cameo. I don't remember what he does in Link's Awakening. He's just there and you're kind of like, oh, look, it's Boo from Mario. So he like, I don't know if he really has a purpose or to be spooky, but even in the Mario series, he's not even that spooky. So I would put him at the bottom tier, to be I, honest. I agree. I, I would put him at the Blair Witch level tier. Now, I will say, I will say that I think that Boo is is good in Super Mario. And quite good, in fact, in Luigi's Mansion. Especially King Boo. He's a creepy guy. Okay. Are you a Luigi's Mansion fan? I, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I just haven't gotten into it. Okay. I, I actually, like, love Luigi's Mansion. It's a very underrated series. Anyways, so... I think the boos are fine in Mario, but yeah, it, like in Zelda, like, he's, it's just a little cameo. There's not much to it. He's just, uh, you know... He he's he's one of many cameos as well in Link's Awakening, which also doesn't really help him stick out because you've also got like True. Kirby and the Goombas and the the Piranhas. Yoshi and, doll. Yeah, exactly. Now yep. I do think that you can get a uh, a statue of Boo in the remake. I'm pretty sure. So I mean that's kind of cool, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, I mean it's kind of hard to rate Boo in Zelda as anything other than Blair Witch level. Yeah, I respect Boo, but. In Zelda, he's just a cool little, like, oh, look, hey, there's Boo. You know? Now, okay, I'm expecting you to not know anything about these next ghosts that I am about to pick. But I am picking Spookter and her, her brother Spector from Minish Cap. I literally know nothing. <laughs> I I think that the names alone, Spookter and Spector, are warranting a... Uh, a Friday the 13th level, at least. So not the bottom, at least. Uh, you know, I will say this. The Royal Valley in Minish Cap is actually a very cool, like, creepy area in Zelda. Now, it's very small, and that's maybe the thing that holds back a little bit. But you do go over, and, it, like, it's you've got all these, like, gnarly trees, and there's ravens up there, and it's, like, very purple, and there's lots of leaves. Like, it looks very cool. Like, it's a very... It's very well-done-looking Zelda area, and, and, like, the colors on the Game Boy Advance really make it pop. Um, but you don't really see these guys too, too often. Your time spent in Royal Valley is very short, so you don't really get a lot of time with them, but there's something about the friendly ghosts, you know, that, that kind of charm me a little bit and, and the names charm me as well. So I've, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for these guys and they're only, they're also the only ghosts that wear, I don't even know what the, like, are they, are they wearing toques? Like just, I, don't I know. couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, but yeah, so you, uh, I don't know. You could, you know, you can do like your kinstones with them, and you can fuse. And by the way, some people were upset that we left off some, some collectibles last week. But uh, that show was yeah. like an hour and a half long already. All right, so yeah, yeah. give us a break. Unfortunately, like there's uh, there's a lot of collections in Zelda, which is super cool. But you know, you just can't you can't talk about them all. You can't, and I remember that because you can get a figurine of Spooktor and Spector. Oh, well. gotcha, gotcha. It's <laughs> I cool. love this I name. Yeah, I didn't know that there were figurines in Minish Cap. That um, you know, when I finally play it, I might try to do those. That's cool. Even though it sounds like it's really long and really hard, I'll try to do some. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> where do you want to rank them, Al? Um, you know what? Because I don't know much about them, I'd leave them to you. They sound more cutesy than. Okay, you know Mickey. what? They're going in Stranger Things then, because that's the you know Stranger Things is kind of cutesy, right? Fair. Um, sure. You don't think so? It's kind of cute. No, I I feel like he, they would go next to Pumpkinhead. <laughs> wow. But to be fair, I don't know anything about them, so. 
All right. Well, when you play Minish Cap, you can rank them wherever you want. But for now, they're going in the middle <laughs> tier. What's next, though? Okay. What are we doing let's, next? Let's do let's do um Darmani, the ghost of Darmani from Majora's Mask. All right. Um, we don't actually interact with ghosts a lot in the uh like you know when you're taking a mask or something you don't actually interact with the ghosts that much. So it's kind of cool that you get to interact with Darmani. He's kind of floating around the little Goron village trying to you know still protect people, but nobody can see him, and it's really right. sad. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't quite accept that he's that he's gone. Um, but then you heal him and he lets go and it's really peaceful and sweet and then you get his mask. So I like the role that he has to play. Um, I want to say that he he um, guides you up he, to the, the spring, it's, right? It's basically the hot a, spring. a repurposed uh, Dompe, like from Ocarina yeah. of Time. Yeah, Dompe yeah. Chase. So, like, he does have a purpose. He's not very spooky, but he has a very compelling story. So I think that, um, I think that he would be probably Stranger Things level. Okay. Um, you know, I could agree with that. I think that, uh, I think that it's, it's very sad because he has, like, that young son that's crying everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, like, Majora's Mask is just a very sad game in a lot of different ways. Like, it, you, yep. it's a game about loss. Um... So it is sad. So it, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a different tone than all of the ghosts that we've uh, done so far. Um, in terms of the actual gameplay mechanics, yes, it's a repurposed Dompe chase. So I, I don't think it's quite as good, um, but it's still. I think it, just because it has that extra emotional heft, I, I think I could agree with ranking him in the Stranger Things level uh, as well. No. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, Stranger Things has a lot of emotions. So it does, yeah. Yeah, it does. I still haven't watched season four, by the way. I don't know why. Do it. Do it. There's season five coming out, right? Yes. I yeah. want to say it's the last season, but I, think, I haven't I think like... so. Okay. Yeah. But you should do season four. It was really good. All right. Let's put this guy at the front of Stranger Things. I'm not... Uh, I don't think we're ranking in the, in the tiers at all, necessarily, but we'll put him in there just in case. <laughs> this is such an odd ranking, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. This next one. Jalhalla. Okay. I this like this guy is the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. He's the worst. This is like the least scary ghost, first of all. Okay. It's an awful boss fight. It's an <laughs> and it, the boss fight, I feel like, does not fit at all. I mean, I guess it kind of does because like you're in this crypt and then you fight this ghost. But like the ghost is such a goof. <laughs> and like the crypt is so scary that it's just like. Huh? Like, what? Did I miss something here? Um, the fight is lame, and you have to fight him again. You have to do this fight two times. Yeah, true. I'm I'm ranking him dead last. What say oh, you? Oh no, yes. I don't think he deserves that. Oh, definitely. Listen, you can't convince me otherwise. Jalhalla is is a humongous troll in speedrunning, but I think his design is really cool. Um, I think it definitely matches the Wind Waker vibe. I think it's cool that he's made up of, of, of a bunch of little pose. Um, and I do, like, I think his fight is actually really, really interesting. Like, the fact that you kind of, like, knock him over with, like, light, and then you pick him up and throw him into the pillars, and he explodes into a bunch of little pose. Like, I think the fight is unique enough. It does suck that you have to fight him twice. It does suck that he's a huge troll. Um... 
but I think he's actually relatively cool. So I would I would put him in Stranger Things tier, but I can I can afford like going and meeting you in the middle. What is cool about Jalhalla? I just want to know. First of all, his name is dope, Jalhalla. That's so cool. It's horrible. <laughs> Literally a big blob of jelly. He's a big blob of pose, actually. Terrible. Uh, I, I guess. Ectoplasm. He's a big blob of ectoplasm. I am putting him behind Pumpkinhead. Okay, it's fine. I can I can afford that, but I I will I will support Jalhalla. He's I think he's interesting. Oh, alrighty, Al. What's next? Um, let's talk about Muto. Um, so Muto, he's. I actually don't really know much about his story because at this point in Phantom Hourglass, I don't care. And I'm also speedrunning, so again, I don't care. But <laughs> but you have to, like, help him get a necklace in order to open his temple. And the overarching, like, vibe of Muto and Muto's temple isn't that scary. Right. Um, and he's it's more like he's kind of, like, one of those ghosts that is, like, lingering because he has unfinished, unresolved things. Again, I don't know his story very well, so I could be t Hold entirely on. I, wrong. I got you. I got you. Oh, okay. Muto is the spirit of the long-dead ruler of the Cobble Kingdom. His coffin Cobble. can be found within the largest pyramid tomb on the island of right. Ruins. So, uh, there you go. Yeah. And, I mean, he's fine, but, like, he, he looks kind of cool, but, like, otherwise, he's just very meh. Because, like I said, that's at the end of the game almost, and you're just kind of, like, over the playing it. So yeah. you kind of just go talk to him because you have to, and that's it. So I would put him probably last. Yeah, I, th I think I agree with that. Um, a, a cool little Easter egg, though, about King Muto is he shares his name with the carpenter boss from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So mm. it's kind of neat. But, uh, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really much to this guy, is there? Unfortunately, uh, he's just kind of he's a he's a guy that gives you an item once you beat a temple, and that's pretty much it. They don't really explore a whole lot uh, else about him, so I, I can't argue him going any higher than in last. Um, by the way, for those of you that uh, like our content on YouTube, Jamie plays Zelda returns to Zelda Dungeons YouTube channel, and he's playing Phantom Hourglass, so uh, you can watch. Muto yourself in the next couple weeks when Jamie eventually nice. gets there. Yeah, nice. That's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> okay, it's my pick, right? Yep. Let's see. I'm gonna do a heavy hitter, but what? Which one should I do? Because I feel like there's, I feel like there's like four really heavy hitters on this list, and I'm gonna pick one. Okay. Let's go, King Rome from Breath Ugh. of the Wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, okay, so so first of all, ground rules. We have to talk about just Breath of the Wild. We can't talk about Age of Calamity because he is not a ghost in Age of Calamity. Right, so fair. we're talking just uh just Breath of the Wild and like we can kinda infer that he's like an old man and not old man, whatever, and that. So yeah, I mean like I think I think like I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to factor in with like the flashbacks because that's not really ghostly. I'm I'm more so trying to think of like your opening salvo on like the Great Plateau. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know what I would uh, what I would rank him at. I know that you're probably going low. What What do you say? I wouldn't say low. I just don't like him. 
again because he's actually like if you consider what he does as a ghost it's actually kind of cool he hangs out on the plateau waiting for link to awaken so roughly he's in limbo for 100 years which is a lot of time to self-reflect and think um and then he's just kind of as you're exploring the plateau and like exploring how to play the game he's kind of around to give you like little tips um, he kind of urges you to get special things for weather. He helps you hunt. He helps you figure out the shrines. He helps you figure out teleporting. He does a lot, actually, as right. a ghost. He's very purposeful. So I would actually rank him probably like um, the Zelda Street tier level. Okay. Um, I think he's probably the first one deserving there. I just don't like him or like the the stuff that he he's done. And I do know that he regrets a lot of his decisions and stuff i understand that i just don't like him yeah that's fair he, he's a he's actually a very like well-written character i think mm-hmm. um interesting because i think that like because he's unlike like he's clearly designed to be unlikable right but and like but there's a purpose behind it so i i do think that that's a character that you know fair traditionally characters in zelda are presented fairly one-dimensional you know yeah so I do think that Rome is pretty cool, but in terms of his actual ghostliness, yes, I I don't think that there is a whole lot to him other than helping you with uh, tutorials and, and kind of easing into Breath of the Wild. I would have been actually okay with Stranger Things level, but if you want to go Nightmare on Zelda Street, we can do that. I'm, I think I think he deserves that spot for okay. his helpfulness and like it's just kind of a cool a cool way to do tutorials. Plus, at the end, you kind of get the um. The uh, once you get the last shrine, you kind of get the surprise that he is a ghost because you don't know that when you're first playing the game. I'm, I didn't know that when I was first okay. playing the game. <laughs> All right, I I don't know. I when I saw the old man, I was like, this dude is the king, and like obviously something bad. Yeah, but happened. you didn't know he was dead. You just assumed uh, that he was some hermit living on a plateau. Oh, okay. All right. You didn't maybe, but I knew everything. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that you can infer that, but not other things. That's fine. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, Alex, your pick. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to do ooh, I'm going to do the um the it's funny cuz I I think of these guys more like aliens than ghosts, but the ghosts from Majora's Mask. Yes. And um again, I, they, they really I always are aliens, that- aren't they? I I feel like they are, yeah. But they do look very ghost-like, so I and like Poe-like, so I yeah. I get it. I get the comparison. But they do like come from a star in space, and they abduct cows, which is a very alien thing to do. I never I I never understood that, but whatever. Um, I find them very uh. They're spooky. They're kind of creepy looking, but they give me so much anxiety. And everybody who's done this side quest of trying to save the ranch. Um, from these alien slash ghosts knows that anxiety. So I would actually yeah. put them either at the nightmare level or the shining level. Maybe the nightmare I'm level. I'm going to say nightmare level. I, w- I was going to yeah. go nightmare as well. I, I don't, there's only a couple that I can really say should be shining level. But yes, first of all, the the theme that plays when these ghosts are coming, very creepy. Ooh, it gives me anxiety. Yeah. Um, it's a very anxiety inducing side quest. Cause like you got to make sure that, you know, none of these cows get taken and if you fail, then, like, you have to repeat. Because I think this is, like, the third night or, or like, the second night it's or something the like that. second night, yeah. So, like, you've like got a bit of work to do to get back to that point if you mess mm-hmm. it up. Uh, very creepy. they got, like, the beams coming out of their eyes, which is, uh, bleh. 
a little mm-hmm. bit scary. Um, and yeah, the, the way that they slowly stalk their prey and they're all about these cows, they're they're creepy guys. Yep. Creepy aliens. So uh, yeah, I agree. I think Nightmare on Zelda Street level is appropriate. Okay, let's 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 let let's get this guy out of here. What did we say this uh, Cyclops ghost from Link's Awakening was called? He's the one of the giant genies or whatever. Big genies, huge genie. I don't know. One of those. Big genie. The genies. Okay. Yeah. Is he the genie like in the in the bottle? Like that genie? Like the boss fight? No, it's. Uh, I didn't think so. No, but he is. Um, I don't know. When I was looking him up, he is in the the original and the remake. Obviously, this picture looks like it's from the remake, but right. He's just a goofy looking ghost with his tongue sticking out. I literally don't remember him though. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I'm looking. Uh, so Corey was good enough to send me a list of all these ghosts, and I'm looking at this list, and like, I still don't see him. Like, I, I oh. think it's supposed to be a genie, right? That's what we said, a genie? Oh, well, I read that as genie, G-H-I-N-I. Okay, well, this guy, is he's kind of lame, uh, right? He's a little bit lame. He's got, like, kind of a cool design, but uh, I don't know. He's 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 not the best. He's not the best. I'm... I might rank him in Blair Witch level, although he is in a bunch of different Zelda games, but he's a, just, you know, he's a common enemy. There's nothing yeah. particularly uh, frightening about him. I think the fact that I really can't remember much about him kind of says a lot. Yeah. You know what, though, Al? You should Google Gini from Faces of Evil and Wand of Gamelon, because if this Mm -hmm. Gini was was in the mix, then we're maybe talking, like, Shining Level tier, because he looks absolutely ferocious. Like, I'm I'm serious. He looks, like, so awesome. I'm looking him up. Faces of Evil. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 this guy, and he has that really deep voice, and he literally, like, just melts. Um, oh, so, yeah, yeah. Th- this guy is, uh, he's pretty creepy, but I think this particular Gini, you know, we're, we're showing no respect, unfortunately. We could maybe put him at the, the beginning of the Blair Witch level, because I think he's better than Boo and Muda, but... I actually, well, I think he's better than Jalhalla, too, but I guess we can't do no, that. No, so. I would never put that thing above Jalhalla. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, Al... Um, let's go with Ghost Zelda from Spirit Tracks. Okay. Um, I like that we're doing this more based on, like, the purpose. <laughs> because, obviously, she is not spooky whatsoever. No. Um, I She's very sweet, and she's probably, like, one of the best companions, I want to say, in the Zelda series. She's so useful. Um... She just like she I don't know she's she's a badass too. She she kind of grows into her role as a ghost. Um even though at the beginning she's like really scared and like she doesn't think she's going to get her body back that there's a monster in her body and she doesn't quite know what to do. In fact, when she like when Angie kind of tells her to do something, she's like you want me to do that? Like that's weird. But then by the end, she is so comfortable being the one saving the day. And I think that's really cool. So I would put her in the nightmare on Zelda Street level. Because it's more about her usefulness than her spookiness, you know? Yeah. Maybe I, you Stranger know, I, Things. Uh, no, I, I can I can, uh, I can, can agree with you. I, I don't know. She's just straddling the line between Stranger Things and Nightmare for me. Because, like, I do think that the concept is very cool. Like, that having Zelda as... First of all, having Zelda as a companion is very cool. And, like, having her as a ghost that kind of 
you can, you could actually like play as Zelda, which is essentially unheard of in the series. Um, and, and I know you're not like technically playing as like Zelda proper, but like you can inhabit the phantoms and stuff like that. So that is very cool. And that warrants some points right there. It's just a, like a cool, unique idea. The only thing that I, that like I would maybe hold it back a little bit is like for a ghost, she's like, she's too chatty. She's not scary enough. You know, <laughs> she's, uh, she's too sweet. And at times dare say a little bit annoying in this game. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I dare annoying. say that. I mean, I can understand that feeling. So I, I, I would also be like, yeah, she kind of straddles the line. But I think, I think her character development is really cute. So like, it's it's a shame that she's just a very cutesy ghost, and we're supposed to, like it's Halloween. We're talking about spooky season, but like right. I really like her. I think she's she's great. Okay, I, I can I can agree to Nightmare on Zelda level because I do have another one later that I I'm not sure if I'm gonna have to fight for this or not. But uh, if I do, okay. then I'm gonna be recalling this. Okay. Um, let's do Death Sword. Okay. From Twilight Princess. So this is the mini boss of the Arbiter's Grounds, and the fourth Poe that you need to fight and rip his soul out as Wolf Link. So pretty cool boss fight. I think we talked about him not that long ago, a couple episodes ago maybe, um, we were talking about boss mini-bosses that were better than the final bosses. Mm-hmm. And we gave him an honorable mention because, like, Star-Lord is one of the best bosses in the series. Right. But this is a really awesome mini-boss as well. His design is cool. He's very creepy. He's, like, it's actually a fairly tough fight, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would be willing to rank him a nightmare on Zelda Street level. I think so, too. I don't think he's quite there ready yet for Shining level. No. But, yeah, he's awesome. The way that he's, like, sealed in that room is super cool because he's basically a spirit in the sword, which is awesome and very Zelda-like. Um, and so he's got, like, all these strings and tags for sealing him away, which is really cool. But then, he essentially, he does operate much like a Poe. Yeah. But he's, like... He's like the big bad Poe. So I, I I really appreciate Death Sword. I think he's very cool. I think he's something I look forward to in that dungeon, uh, getting to that room to fight him. Mm. So yeah, I would definitely put him up there in that level. I feel like you all, like in Twilight Princess too, like I give points for anything that you like have to do as Wolf Link. Because there comes a point in that game where like you, you don't have to be Wolf Link ever to do anything except for like run faster. So when you actually mm-hmm. are required to be Wolf Link... It's, it's bonus points for me. So it's a cool fight. It's a, I mean, Arbiter's Ground is one of the best dungeons in the series. Yeah. So, and he's rightfully spooky too. He's very spooky Yeah, looking. he's very creepy looking. Just the yeah. scary looking dude. Um, Okay, so your pick. What you got? Okay, let's do, Um, I believe, some of these are so small. I think we got Hero Shade on this list, right? Yes, yes ma'am, we do. we do. Okay, let's go with Hero Shade, keeping the Twilight Princess going. Um, I, I, I think it's, proven beyond theory now like it's an actual fact that this is link from ocarina of time of time yes yeah so i i for one thing i think that's awesome that he is passing down his knowledge to the next hero um he does look very creepy looking i really like the concept of his story that he went looking in the lost woods and became a stalfos um and then like the fact that he's kind of useful for um really cool move sets is nice um, whether you decide to get the move sets or not is totally optional. I think, except for one, maybe you have to get. I can't remember. Yeah, you have to get the finishing um, blow, and then the rest are gotcha. optional. Yeah. But I think it's a cool, like that's a cool collectible that we didn't talk about, um, because I, I think the the overall essence is that he's teaching the next hero, and I think that's really awesome. Um, 
aside from that though like he doesn't have a lot of purpose in the game i just think like i respect him a lot so i'd probably put him at stranger things level okay i was gonna put him there too actually i thought you were gonna go nightmare maybe even shining level for for this guy i would i would put him at the the beginning of stranger things level because i think the design is really awesome i think Mm -hmm. that the story is very good and he's very useful i guess like the only thing i don't like about the hero shade is like it's kind of like my same problem with like the the downfall timeline it's like I didn't lose. You know what I mean? Like, this timeline yeah. shouldn't exist. And, like, I, whatever. I get that, you know, because I didn't die. Like, whatever. You can still make it a story. But I kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of like my hero to be, like, victorious at the end. And I feel like Hero Shade was not victorious at the end. And I, I don't know. I never yeah. kind of liked that. I, I just, like. Was he. Is he in the downfall timeline? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember I don't which know. timeline. I, but probably. I understand I what know. you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think that, uh, if, if you would have had more of a purpose in the game, or, like, maybe you could have, like, got, like, flashbacks of his time or something like that, like, that would have been a different story, and that would have been very cool. As he is, he Mm -hmm. basically just teaches you moves, and, um, it's kind of a pain in the butt, actually, to, to do this, because, like, you can't just go and find it, or find him, you have to get, like, the, the golden wolf first, and then you have to go and find him. Yeah. And you have to play, like, the horrible, uh... You have to play that horrible song of of healing as Wolf Link, which is awful. So <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of bad. I think right in the middle is probably where he yeah. belongs. I have a lot of respect for the the story of the character, I think. Yeah. And the fact that he's teaching the next hero. All right. Let's talk about Sharp. Flat? From, from I think that Half. one's flat. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Can we edit that out? No? It's it's in here? Okay. Let's talk about flat. Let's talk about flat from Majora's. That should tell you everything you need to know right here. Um, He has a brother, Sharp, so I'm surprised that they're not together. But maybe Okay, so I, I wasn't together. completely wrong. No. Um, uh, the purpose of these guys, I think they're actually in Ocarina of Time 2. Um, I just don't remember them that well. They're extremely optional. Um, but I, I want to say they teach you the Sun Song in Ocarina of Time, don't they? The Sun Song's written on a the, a gravestone, and you learn you it right. that way. You're right. Yeah. Oh um, no, I'm sorry. They teach you the Sun Song in Majora's Mask. What am I talking there about? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they teach you the Sun Song, but I think it's sharp. You kind of piss him off, and then his brother Flat comes out and like tries to help. Um. I may be wrong about that. Please correct me if no, I am. You know what? But yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. You do learn. You learn the sun song from the royal tomb in Ocarina of Time from these brothers. So, Flat and uh, and Sharp kept on making this song, and they they made the sun song. And then you learn the song of storms from uh, from these guys. I don't know. I think they're kind of lame a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, the, we just keep getting them mixed up. Yeah, um, they're fine. I just for some reason I just remember that you make one really mad. And then I think his brother tries to, and is like, sorry, my brother is an ass. But, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're not, like, they're okay. I like their design. I think their design is kind of cool. I do, too. I can't say but I would I, put them in the bottom tier, but at, at right. Friday the 13th is as high as they're going. Yeah, that's the same. I agree. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, to Sharp, who didn't make this list, unfortunately <laughs> for him. I'm lumping them together. All right. What you got? Okay. Ooh, okay, let's do the um the post sisters from Ocarina of Time. 
I like them. They're cool. Um, I like the fun fact that they're named after the Little Women Sisters. Um, I think they, I think the coolest part about them is that they are an effective, um, like, piece of the whole forest temple. Yes. Um, I think that they are the entire, like, the whole, there's a bunch of little mini puzzles, but the whole puzzle together is the four of them. I think that that's really cool. I love that you get to the end, and I believe Amy is the purple one, and she's all distraught because you defeated her sisters, and then you fight her. Um, I just think there's such a cool element to um, not only, you know, Ocarina of Time, but that dungeon. They're just such a neat part because once you get all the pieces together, you know, it, it feels very complete and very, like, you just solve something. So I really like that. Um, I would put them at nightmare level, I think. I'm gonna go shining level. I, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do shining level. Everybody knows I love the forest temple. I love I love the whole aesthetic of the forest temple. And a big part of that is the Poe sisters. And like they're like it's so it's such a simple thing, but like just the colors of the Poe sisters, they look mm -hmm. so cool and they look like so visually striking. And like the way that they go into the paintings on the walls and like you have to you have to like hunt. Yeah, I think you summed it up actually very well. It's like it's an awesome puzzle that runs throughout the entire dungeon. And like there's many puzzles, but there's an overarching goal objective puzzle that you need to complete in order to finally get the elevator down to fight Phantom Ganon. Um, so I, I would put them at like shine level. I really love this side quest. I really love the Poe sisters. It, it's it's one of the first things that really struck me in a Zelda game. Like I, I've told this story before, but like how, when I walked in the forest temple the first time as a kid... I was just like, whoa, this is, like, unbelievable. And, like, the music was a big part of that, but the, the Poe sisters were a big part of that, too, because, like, these creepy ghosts and stealing this, like, magical-looking fire and going into these, like, incredible paintings on the wall was just, like, so... I don't know. I was, like, so mind-blowing to me. So I have a soft spot for the Poe sisters. Um, so I would put them at the highest tier, the shining tier. This is what I, I was talking only... about when I said... Uh, when I was saying You might that, have to fight uh, them. Sorry? You might have to fight for them. Is that yeah, yeah? Them? Who yeah. are we talking about? I think it was Zelda that went into the nightmare level. This is this is the receipt I was talking about. Yeah, I think the only reason I personally want to put them in the shining level is because I think, and we can talk about him next. If you want is I think Phantom Ganon is the shining level. Okay. Well, so that's that's my only personal take. You can put them in the shining if you want, though. Okay, so if I do this, though, I I have no more I have no more negotiating. Uh, okay ammo here okay. so i'm gonna do it because i think that we're probably gonna be on the same level for the rest of this list okay okay so you want to talk about phantom ganon yeah let's talk about phantom ganon um i think that i i agree with you that the post sisters are like a huge part of the forest temple and i do look forward to you know getting that all figured out when i get to that point in the game but phantom ganon is um i've talked about it before probably one of my favorites of the whole series. I also really like Phantom Ganon from Wind Waker. I just mm. think he's such a cool concept, cool idea. He's very effectively scary. I love the fact that he like basically looks like Ganon and it's reminiscent from when you're a child Link and he's on the horse and he's like very imposing, giant, scary man. But then he like rips off his face <laughs> and he's this flaming skull underneath. And I just, he's so creepy and he's so cool. And he's got this very menacing, evil Ganondorf laugh. Like it's just like altered, but similar. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, that was actually really good. <laughs> and I'm then he's coming in. 
he's coming in and out of the paintings and you have to guess which painting he's coming out of and then when he means business he's like he's like f this horse he gets off his horse and he starts throwing you know the energy balls at you and you get to play the dead, the dead man's, man's volley, volley oh, which classic. is always a classic it's so good i just oh i love it's so cinematic and great it's very close no i wouldn't say it's very close it's close enough to when you're fighting Ganondorf at the end. I just, it's like my gear up. I love getting to that point of the game. It's middle ground for me. I freaking love it. So I would put that at shining level. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you, but I actually, this might surprise you, but I think that the Poe sisters are actually better than Phantom Ganon. If it were just my list, I actually might put Phantom Ganon in Nightmare on Zelda Street level. Not because I don't agree with everything you just said. I, I do think that this is an awesome fight, but I do... Part of me always wished that we could have had like a boss that was something a little bit more unique to the forest temple setting, which I guess like, I guess like a a ghost coming in and out of paintings is very appropriate for, you know, the forest temple since you've been dealing with ghosts in paintings. But the second half when you're doing the dead man's volley, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but it it is a little bit disconnected from the rest of it, but like not really, not really. Like I'm kind of nitpicking what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so for yeah, that no, for that it. reason, I would have put it behind the Poe sisters. But I mean, I, I don't re- I don't really I can't really argue with it being shine level at all because like for all the reasons you said, it's an aw- it's an awesome bo- like boss battle. the The gallery that you're in is so awesome. The like I actually you know what's a, a little touch about that that I really love is that when you go in, you're kind of looking around, you're waiting, you're just like okay, and then you go to leave, and then that's when the spikes come up and trap yeah. you in. It's just it's a small little thing, but I really like it. Um, yeah. And you actually, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I almost kind of feel bad for this ghost after the fight, because Ganondorf's like, this puppet yeah. sucks. Like, you see you later, alligator. Yeah, he decimates him. It's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm down with uh, with Shining Level. I, I think that that's, I agree. that's fine. I'm kind of bummed um, that Phantom Ganon from Wind Waker isn't on this list, but I would I would fight for Phantom Ganon from Wind Waker, too, though I think he'd be more Nightmare Level. But mm, I kind of like yeah. that the... That we know it's the same Ganondorf, so we know it's the same Phantom Ganon. So I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I guess if we're combining them too, like you could you could say like you know that's a definite shine level too, because I think that the Phantom Ganon in Wind Waker is very cool, except for that awful fight that you have to do where the sword drops. I hate yeah. that, but that's not Phantom like Ganon's fault, the, really. Yeah, I like the fight in Forsaken Fortress more. Yeah, yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah. Um. Okay, whose turn is it? I don't even remember. I think it's mine, um, right? I think it was yours the last time I just forced Ganon Phantom Ganon on you, but you can go ahead. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, let's talk about Kamaro. Mm. Is this guy, like, really a ghost? Uh, he is, I right? Yeah. He only comes yeah, out he at is. night. He does. He's, he's on that mushroom thing outside of Clock Town. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this guy's moves. This guy has, like, sick moves. And the theme <laughs> is very, like, like iconic. I could sing you that theme right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh yeah, I, I I'm 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 struggling between Stranger Things and Friday the Thirteenth level. Um, I think he's more Friday the Thirteenth level because he has such a small part. Yeah, I, I, yeah, um, okay. And all he really wants is to pass down his knowledge and his like showmanship, and that's great because you can go teach it to those girls, and it's wonderful. Theme is cool. That would have been a cool lo-fi track. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Um, but like. He really doesn't have more than that tiny little snippet. And even though his story is, like, again, he's, like, compelling because he's part of this overarching world that has to deal with loss and regret. So, like, I like him for that. But 
he's very minor in that in the the grand scheme of things of that game. So I'd put him at nightmare level. Nightmare level? Do you mean Friday the Thirteenth level? Oh yeah, sorry, Friday the Thirteenth level. My bad. I'm mixing right. things up here. Some people no like expert. Friday the Thirteenth more than Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know who those people That's... are, but they exist. That's fine. I don't know um, anything about these things. Okay, that was my pick. So, uh, what's your pick? What's your next let's pick? Do, let's do the hand in the toilet. <laughs> I'm going nightmare level. I love this okay. hand in the toilet. He's fantastic. He's funny. He's creepy. He is disturbing. He always wants paper. I think that he like adds a lot to the. He's just like so weird. Like it's he just such a weird strange. gimmick. Like, and I love that. Like. He's, like, been in several Zelda games now. Uh, I don't know what other ones he's been in, but he's a she in Skyward Sword. Is it and, a she? Okay. Well, Majora's yeah, Mask, Oracle of Ages. She winds up falling in love with Colin in That's Skyward right. Sword. Because he has a love letter. Because letter is toilet paper. <laughs> and then you, if you go into Colin's room at night... <laughs> She's over here, like, hovering over him, and he's having a nightmare, and she's, like, stroking his head. <laughs> it's Fantastic. so off the wall and creepy, but it's so good. Poor Colin. He just wanted to love somebody. Um, Let's do nightmare level. I'm okay with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I, I love <laughs> the hand in the toilet. I think it's just, like, such a fantastic gimmick. It's like you it's like a great Angie's running game right? throughout this. Or I guess her name, is her name Angie in the game? What is her name in this game? In Majora's Mask? I don't remember. But uh, you give Angie them... runs the stockpot in, yes. Yeah, so you give him her letters. So essentially you just give this hand in the toilet love letters. <laughs> like... Hey, hand in the toilet's gotta, gotta find love too. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I love the hand in the toilet. I think it's it's just like, it's, it's fantastic. It's funny, it's creepy, mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, all right, let's get some of these lesser guys out of here okay let's do what the hell do we say his name alan 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 from oracle of ages i literally don't remember anything about alan listen alan is a friendly ghost that leads you to the spirit's grave i had to look this up because i completely forgot who alan was but um we found out that's who he is that's what he does he's uh he's not he's not in the game for very long he doesn't really have too much of a purpose, but I do kind of feel bad ranking him in the last tier. I don't know, but I think I would anyways. I think I might have to. Maybe like last, but above all the others. Yeah, sure. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that. He seems to have more of a purpose. Yeah. And he's nice. Yeah. He's a friendly ghost. Definitely. All right, Alan. Okay. There you go. <sighs> Poor Alan. Um, Pose. I think this is just pose in general. Um. Yeah. I feel like this will be more like uh, uh, Friday the 13th level because they're fu- they, they, they're effective. They do their job. It's just that there are better versions of them in these games. So, like, in this picture, you see the little Jalhalla pose. Obviously, Jalhalla is a bigger part of that. Um, but you see, like, the classic pose from Ocarina of Time in there and the really cool imposing pose from Twilight Princess. So, like, I feel like they've evolved and that's great. But, like... They're they're like a sub level of the bigger greater things. So I would put them I'd put them what did I say earlier? Friday the thirteenth level. I, I think I might propose Stranger Things level because I think that if we were to break down the pose, I think Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask pose for me would go Stranger Things. I think that Twilight Princess pose would go Nightmare on Zelda Street level. I think that mm-hmm. the Jaw Hollow pose would go Blair Witch level. 
<laughs> and I think that, what are some other Poes that we're not thinking of? There's not really Poes necessarily in Skyward Sword, but there are the creepy things in the Silent Realm, which are sort of kind of Poe. Those are Guardians. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess they're not. Uh, so <laughs> I, got the I, okay. Cubist Sisters. Yeah, and I think I would also rank them fairly high, actually. I think I would rank them Stranger Things, if not Nightmare, so... Yeah, I would be okay with Stranger Things, then. I, yeah, I might I might push for Stranger Things, just because, like, and, like, they're such a staple of the series, too, and, like, they, they give you yeah. stuff to do in all these games, so, uh... Yeah, I I'm think... Down. I think we could do that. Um, okay. Okay, let's go Dompe, everyone's Dompe. favorite grave digger. I'm going to only go Stranger Things level, actually, because he's not yeah. really a ghost for very long. He's only a ghost for, like, the latter half of that game, and you kind of mm-hmm. do the one race with him, and that's pretty much all he's got for you. You could do it again and get a heart piece, but, like, I don't know. It, there, there's really not much to him. I, I I would even be tempted to go Friday the 13th level. Now, if we're talking Dompe, like, a character, just like the dude, then I he would be ranked much higher, but, like, in terms of his actual ghostliness... He's, he doesn't really have much to him, I don't think. I like him because he's a lot like other characters that you see in Ocarina of Time where you met them as a child and then you see what happened to them in that seven-year gap, which I think is such a cool element to Ocarina of Time because if you meet all these characters, yeah. especially in Kokiri, or not Kokiri, Kakariko Village, and etc., and then you kind of learn what's happened to them in that seven-year gap. Dampe died, you know? <laughs> Um, I think that's kind of cool. So I would, I mean, but I do understand what you're saying. Like his, the, the purpose is to rank the ghost. So all he does as a ghost is give you the hookshot and the piece of art. And that's fine. So I, I think I would go Friday the 13th just because of that. But for the story element, I would put him in Stranger Things. So maybe top mm, Friday the 13th? Yeah, let's do that. I think that okay. seems fair. Okay. Get out of here, pumpkin head. Move over. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's your pick. We only got two left, so let's uh, let's burn them and then let's let's finish this off. Okay, I think one of these is a good last option. So let's talk about the goofy little ghost that I don't know anything about. Well, actually, this goofy little ghost has a, a nice little story, and um, I'm looking for its name here really quickly. But this is the ghost in Link's Awakening. Is it Nekura? Yes, yes, yes. That's we even we even wrote down the name and we forgot it. <laughs> um, but so essentially, after you defeat the uh, or after you beat the boss of the Angler's Tunnel, you are not possessed, but there's like a ghost that follows you everywhere, and you have to lead the ghost to its house, which it you know lived in while it was alive. And once it gets there, you can move on with the game and you can move on with the story. I actually um, a lot of times when I play Link's Awakening DX specifically, um, I actually like skip this part of the game because I. I do Angler's Tunnel, I get the the fins, and then I leave. And then I don't come back to Angler's Tunnel until, like, literally I'm about to go into the Windfish. Um, so I actually, I haven't got to see this ghost for very much of my last playthroughs of Link's Awakening. But, I don't know, I, I think it's, like, a nice little story. And, like, Link's Awakening is its its own version. Like, it's it's almost like Majora's Mask in a sense that, like, there there's, like, a lot of different themes to this game that you might not necessarily pick up on right away in a Zelda game. And I think that, like, this is, I don't know, it always stuck out to me a little bit, just this this little ghost who just wants to go home, and it's kind of inferred that maybe this boy drowned in the Angler's Tunnel or something like that, and it's it's a nice little story. So I think I would be, uh, I'd be okay doing Friday the 13th level. 
Okay. Um, I'm going to take your word for it because, I mean, very, very vaguely, I remember playing, doing this three years ago when I played uh, Link's Awakening. So, like, I really just don't have much feeling, but the fact that he might That's be fair. a boy that drowned in there, it's sad. And it's sad, right? Like, again, it's yeah. not something that Zelda, and, like, it's, like, very slightly inferred. So, right. like, you kind of, you, Even know, you still. make a leap. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it is sad. Um Okay, we've got one left, and it's Bongo Bongo. He's a heavy hitter. He is a heavy hitter, Bongo Bongo, but I'm deciding which tier he should be in. I think that Bongo Bongo is a contender for the Shining level, but I'm not sure if we can put him in the Shining level just yet because, well, I don't know. I mean, it's a so he lives in the Shadow Temple, which is a fantastically creepy dungeon. You know who should have been on this list, actually, was Dead Hands, although maybe he's not necessarily a ghost. He's just kind of a monster. Yeah. Um, but, so, Bongo Bongo lives in the Shadow Temple. Very creepy place. He's a very creepy-looking guy. He's got, like, that weird eyeball, and his hands aren't attached, and he's kind of got this weird setting with the drums and stuff like that. The fight, I think, is very cool, actually. And they've repurposed this Bongo Bongo fight in, like, multiple different Zelda games, like in the Wind Waker, or Minish Cap, um, you know, stuff like that. I think maybe there's a fight sort of like it in Skyward Sword. Um, so it's like, it's obviously a really good influential fight. Music is kind of cool, especially with like the, the hover boot sound effects that go into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I always feel for, for me, the last couple times I played Ocarina of Time, um, it's, it has been for the marathon. So I've kind of been not speed running, but trying to do it as fast as I can. And I've always found the shadow temple to be like particularly challenging in terms of that. It's the way my heart is always racing when I fight mm-hmm. Bongo Bongo. Cause I like, if you die in the shadow temple, you are in big trouble. Cause you have to backtrack mm-hmm. like so far. You have to take that yeah. godforsaken boat again. <laughs> Remember when that pillar fell on me? Yeah. Year? Well, we didn't know what, it, we didn't know what happened for a while. Right. Ugh. Like it just was so weird. It's horrible. I had to take the boat <laughs> again. Anyways. So I, I think there's a lot of reasons that Bongo Bongo could be in the top tier. I know I don't think that he's like the only thing that holds me back is like I think that the Poe sisters and Phantom Ganon are like clearly better. But then yeah. I look at the hand in the toilet and Dead Sword and Rome and Zelda and I'm like, well, I think Bongo is clearly better than them. So I don't know what what say you. Um, I say that first of all, Shadow Temple was the moment that we were in sync at the marathon, and then. Thankfully, you died, <laughs> and I pulled ahead, but then I died twice to <laughs> Ganon, and that was just horrible and embarrassing. But anyways, um, I just, I love Bongo Bongo. That's another fight that I really look forward to getting to, even though, like, the Shadow Temple is kind of ruthless and painful, um, in, like, a, in the best way. Um, but, like, the thing about Bongo Bongo is, like, it's not just, like, the fact that he's a big, giant, creepy eye with this dismembered hands. He's, like, also this, like, black slimy looking weird thing that's coming up like coming down from the ceiling he's all angled weird and like i always thought of him more demonic than ghost like like he looks straight up like a demon like you summon some demon from hell and that's what this guy is he's so like i remember being a child and just being terrified of this guy but like in a way where i was like i can't wait to fight this guy he's so it's just how i felt um about the whole shadow temple and shadow area under the well growing up as a kid. So like not only that, but like the the music also reminds me of like the Minds of Moria scenes from Lord of the Rings because of the drum and like the trumpet in the background. Um 
It's and then the the area itself is just very dark. It's very you're like underground. It's creepy. Just the whole atmosphere is so good. I would put him in the shining tier because of like how right. awesomely horrifying he is. But I agree with you that he would be like on the lower end of it. Okay, I think I think I could agree to that. Shining tier, but like last place in the shining tier. Mm-hmm. I think that he's that also, could be good. He's just also very like disturbing. Just very disturbing looking when you put on the lens of truth and you see him because also you don't see him for half the fight you know what that's true actually oh and and like if you run out of magic oof, that's a creepy then you have to try and hit him blind which isn't that hard i think i could do that actually i think I it's anxiety that's what it is (laughs) because like the the good thing is is that his hands when you hit them will go Go down like this this, and then like clearly in the center is his eyeball so i actually i don't think that would be the worst thing ever but like if you can, it's so scary. Yeah. you know, the thing about getting to the shadow temple too, is like the way that we play is like, you don't get the magic meter upgrades. Like you have very right. limited magic, which is kind yep. of a pain in the butt. And speaking of pose, by the way, that Poe that leads you in the haunted wasteland, I've run out of magic there like a few times Yeah, doing my, my quote unquote speed runs for the Zelda dungeon marathon. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. We got, uh, should I I read this list off? If you're watching us on Twitch, you'll be able to see it. But in the low levels, we've got, what the heck's this guy's name? Alan. Alan Alan. the Ghost. We've got (laughs) Agini. We've got Boo. And we've got Muta. Friday the 13th tier, we've got Dompe, Pumpkinhead, Nikura. um, What the heck is this guy's name? The Dancer (laughs) Guy. uh, Flat, Not Sharp. And Jalhalla. Which is actually a travesty that Jalhalla is not in the last it year. It is not. I think he should be higher than this, but it, sh- whatever, it's fine. Stranger Things level, we have the Hero Shade. Uh, help me out Darmani. here. Darmani. Darmani. Uh, Gomez. Uh, Spooktor and Spector, who are awesome. <laughs> and the, just the regular old pose from the series. In Nightmare on Zelda Street level, we have the Hand in the Toilet, Dead Sword, King Rome, the alien ghosts that try to abduct cows in Majora's Mask, and Princess Zelda from Spirit Tracks, and the, the baddest of the bad in the Shining level tier, we've got Phantom Ganon, we've got the Poe Sisters, and we've got Bongo Bongo. Not a bad list, Al. Not a no, bad I list. like it. I find it interesting that the Ocarina of Time ghosts are in the Shining level, and I don't know if that's because they really are that level, or because you and I are Ocarina of Time mega fans. <laughs> like, no, they, they really are that level. Everyone will I, agree with us. No one will disagree what? with this list. I, uh, well, we'll see. But not like, a single I, person will disagree. I would love to see some of these shining tier listed characters be upstaged by something in Tears of the Kingdom. I really want that. Yeah, me too. I think that uh, creepy, creepy Ganon, if that is indeed Ganon, dehydrated be, Ganon. Yeah, de- <laughs> no, it was hydrated, wasn't it? I don't know. Hydrated is when he's all fleshed out. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we could get dehydrated Ganon up in here, that would be awesome. Um, you know, and and we we do have some ghost shoutouts. I think that we need to give to as well some honorable mentions that uh, are not on this list. First of all, I think the Cubics Sixters are uh, yeah pretty pretty high tier ghosts. Would you count like the the Stall Noxes and the other Stall things as ghosts? Um, no, no, I don't think so. They're more like undead kind of deals. Is there a difference? Yes. Okay. Um, well then. Yeah, so uh, those ones came to my mind. I think that, uh, you know, there, there's definitely a few more that uh, that are in the series that, that do a good job, that do, you know, their ghostly duties well. So 
Um, yeah, shout out to uh, to my my pal in crime, Gooey Fame, for making this tier list for us. Uh, we appreciate mm-hmm. it, Goo, and thanks thanks to the Tier Four Heroes for letting us rip off their idea. This was as shameless a rip off as you might ever see ever on this show, and that's saying at something. We're aware. So <laughs> at least we're aware. Yeah. Um, okay, Al. What's the rest of your plans for Halloween? Um, I'm going to put a bowl of candy out on the porch. We don't really get any trick-or-treaters, but if we do, they can take as much as they want. All right. Well, That's literally it, and then I'm going to bed. I, uh, I have a different strategy. I will only <laughs> hand out a couple things of candy to the kids that do ring my doorbell, and I will try and hoard the rest of it for me <laughs> so I can eat it on November the 1st. You know- I, w- I would love to do that, but I've been just doing so well lately with everything. So I'm like, no, I don't need it. <laughs> well, that's it. I, I start a new gig on next Monday, and apparently it has a gym in sight. So maybe Ooh, maybe that nice. can be uh, something that that uh, I can use to justify eating all this Halloween candy. So we'll see. <laughs> love it. Um, all right. So we've got, uh, we've got something cool coming up, a cool idea. Should we just reveal it right here on the show? Do you even remember what yeah, we were, we're talking about? Yeah, we're about a month, okay. a month out, so I think so. Well, no, I don't want to reveal that, but I do want to oh. reveal an idea that we cooked up and uh, we're going to do, and it's going to be a very different kind of podcast episode that's going to be coming out either next week or next next week, sometime in November. But Al and I are going to play Ocarina of Time Randomizer for the first time ever. I've never played a randomizer. You've never played a randomizer. Nobody here has done anything like that. We're going to play this game and we'll make an announcement beforehand when we are going to, but we're going to play it and we're going to record the episode as we're playing together and release it. So I, I'm actually really excited for that. Cause it's, it's kind of something new, like a, a, a gameplay focused episode that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Could be confusing, could be stressful. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to expect. I don't either. It might be a total like disaster, but at least it'll be fun. <laughs> it will be fun. So we'll let you know exactly when that's going to be. But uh, yeah, that's coming up in November. Also, we're going to have the best Zelda ever show in November as well. I've got the list done. So I, yes. I know what's number one, two, three, four, <gasps> five. It's finished. I didn't participate this year, so I'm going to have to make my own list because right. I'm no longer on the writing team. That's so right. I didn't participate this year. But I'll make my list because I definitely feel like things have changed. You know what's sad year. is now nobody has Skyward Sword ranked as number one. Oh, you want to know something though? Like I just said, things have changed. I think Skyward Sword might have moved down this year. Really? Is, I think is it this the year that playing... Breath of the Wild finally just takes it? No, Ocarina of Time actually for me. I think okay. Ocarina of Time is switching places with Skyward Sword. So. Well, yeah. then your list is exactly like mine. Ocarina of Time, number one. <laughs> Skyward Sword, number two. I like it. Um, okay, well, we hope that you like this show. We are going to get out of here, but we want to encourage you guys to uh, follow us on Twitter if you guys are even using Twitter anymore. And if you're not, I don't right. blame you. Uh, <laughs> but you can check us out uh, at the ZeldaCast. I'm at Spateri316. Al is at Allison Aletha. And uh, check us out over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. I had to go slow there because I forgot what our URL was. Uh, Make sure that you check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, recommend, five-star reviews, all that jazz. And we will be back next week. Until then, take care, everybody. Bye.